0: Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina and this is the podcast where we enjoy the delightful, empowering conversations about our connection with past lives and the divine. The divine out there, the divine inside each and every single one of us. In today's episode, I'm sharing another client session recording. This is a session that took place in December of 2019, so it was interesting for me to listen back to it and just see, I guess, maybe like how my style has changed in the last two years. Yeah, and just to have it kind of like refreshed in my memory, um, a session that's so far in the past with so many sessions in between It was just kind of fun to go back to. So a couple things I want to pull out about this episode. So this episode is Kelly Smith's first um, session with me, and you can see her kind of breakdown of it. We talk about more like how it was integrated and that sort of thing in episode 12. Uh, So that was released, I don't know, like a year and a half ago or something like that, but. You can see more about this episode, more about Kelly's reactions to this session in episode 12 of this podcast. Um, Something that Kelly asked in the session, and I just want to bring it up here, is something that... um, people ask a lot is like, will I remember it? Will I black out? Am I going to remember this? Am I going to feel in control? And just a reminder that anytime we're in that hypnotic state, at least the type of hypnosis that I do, you simply just feel incredibly relaxed. It almost feels like if you're laying down, maybe you're laying in shavasana of yoga, or maybe you're doing a guided meditation, you feel just incredibly, incredibly relaxed. And so you are aware, you do know what's going on, and you actually have more awareness, more access to your subconscious mind being in that relaxed state. The only thing I will say, the things that people don't remember is just like natural memory stuff, which is like, if you and I had a conversation for two and a half hours, We would both remember what was said, but we're not going to remember every single word, every single tangent. And so the memory is kind of the same in that way. And the only difference is, is when people move out of that space, um, they move from the past life scenes into that space of what I call spiritual guidance. In that space that a lot of times clients will go back and listen to their sessions. And then they'll say to me, I listened to that session and I don't remember a lot of that, of the spirit guide portion of it. And I, ch- I chalk that up to channeling. Like, I think that our memory is different based on what we're doing in this altered state of hypnosis. And it almost seems that if it includes any sort of channeling and in that space of spiritual guidance, I'm asking the client questions, but it's phrased in a way where I'm asking this client, spirit guides, higher self... And it's at that time that it almost seems that some clients, many clients, switch into kind of like a channeling mode where they're even talking in third person. Like if the client's name is Jane, um, the client might be talking about how Jane needs to insert whatever is relevant to the session. And sometimes memory can not be as clear or be completely easily forgotten, or maybe it's not even a memory when we're channeling. I don't know. But I just wanted to call that out, is that um, you do remember, unless you're channeling, (laughs) not to freak you out. So Kelly and I both refer to this session, this past life, as the whale princess. And I just, um, at the end of September, went to a retreat that Kelly was putting on. It was a yoga and meditation retreat, and it was amazing. If you ever get a chance to go on retreat with Kelly, I, I highly recommend it, and the women at, at Zenture who put the retreat on with her. Um, but it was so cool because Kelly got to see whales for the first time in her life, and I did not go on the whale trip because I've <laughs> I've I've been on a few whale-watching things. I've seen humpback whales, and I've seen gray whales, and I'm super thankful. And I hate being on boats <laughs> so it was kind of a nice like oh you guys go on a boat i'm gonna take a break but it was so cool i was just so happy that she finally got to see some whales like in real life um that that were in the wild another thing i want to talk about with this session is how we can see like this or maybe you can't <laughs> you're not looking in my garage band file but this session, the hypnotic, the hypnotic part of it that I'm sharing, is actually a lot shorter. And, I, and that is just something that I have seen shift in my clients. When I used to have clients in my office, in my home, um, the sessions would just go a little bit different. And I think it has to do with being face-to-face with someone. I think it has to do with being in a place you've never been before, and the sessions were fine and they were effective, but the time in trance was, you know, maybe 45 minutes or an hour. And then um, when people, when we switched to Zoom because of the pandemic, I started to see a shift in the sessions and the way the time was used, and it's just a really beautiful shift. So now the sessions are more like, you know, we chat for about 20 minutes before, And then um, the client is in trance for sometimes almost two hours. And, of course, with that, the client gets a lot more. They can experience a lot more. We can take a lot more time to, like, get rid of any blocks or understand if there are any residues from that past life that we just experienced or any other past life. There's just a lot more space. And it really happened organically it wasn't like something that I was trying to do when I switched to online sessions but I think what is happening my understanding of what is happening is that the number one thing that's important when a client goes into hypnosis is that they feel incredibly safe and relaxed and comfortable so of course we all feel that way the most like on the couch in our living room, or some people do it in their office on the floor, or some people do it in their bedroom. most people do it in their bedroom. So that's another reason why i I just think online sessions are so great is because you can simply just completely relax and people do, and then the trance is just a lot longer. And so, in doing the online session, sure, we don't get to hug, which I love a hug, but uh, It's way more impactful. So I wanted to call that out just because this uh, Kelly and I are in the same room for this session and the actual trance part is actually quite a bit shorter than um, what typically happens in a session now that we've been online for a year and a half. I am lucky enough to consider Kelly a friend. And what's really interesting looking back or listening back to this session is so this was almost two years ago. And she was really at just the beginning, from my understanding, of finding out kind of specifics about her spirit guides and names and roles and just kind of characteristics, their essence, that sort of thing. And when I think of Kelly, I think of someone who's incredibly intuitive, incredibly tapped in. Um, So I just thought it was so interesting looking back how she... I just I think it's really cool. And I just want to really point out that you can see in this past life regression, she doesn't have a lot about her specific spirit guides or like individual characteristics of them. But you know, almost two years later, in my mind, she's always had that information. And so I just want you to know if you are just starting out on this journey, if you are feeling like, oh, I can't get much out of my spirit guides, just to keep at it and in a few days weeks months even years it'll just seem like they're old friends so just keep at it i wanted to point that out just it's been it was kind of cool to see that snapshot of so long ago and to see how her relationship with her spirit guides has completely changed and developed and deepened and it's really a beautiful thing for me to watch i just Love being able to be a part of kind of like the long journey for someone. Another thing I want to call out, we did some energetic healing. So I was playing the crystal bowl um, and I cut out a part of that and I um, made the audio a lot quieter just because it is incredibly loud and you didn't need to sit there for three minutes and listen to this like loud buzzing that I'm pretty sure the healing vibrations do not make it through the podcast episode. Maybe they do. But um, you get a little bit of that. <laughs> and at the end, um, I just love how matter of fact Kelly is in this session while she's in trance. And at the end where she says something to the effect of like, this is my issue and I know you can help me with this. My spirit guides are saying you'll know what to do. And whenever that happens, I just know or I am reaffirmed that these sessions are divinely guided because what the fuck do i know <laughs> about like healing stomach issues from a past life that we did not examine but what's so cool is like when we're in that state um even though i'm not in full on trance i am in a different uh conscious state for sure and so when someone says that to me or someone's guides are like Gina will know what to do do the you know Gina will know what to do just tell her about what's going on i to be honest, when I'm in that moment, I just feel super curious. Like, I don't feel scared. I don't feel pressure. I just feel like, ooh, what are we going to do? And then I just wait for the feelings to pop into my head and the knowings to pop into my head on what to do. And I I am so lucky to do this work. And so anyway, I just wanted to point that out to you too. Uh, Yeah. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are someone who has had a past life regression with me or even a life between lives with me and you're feeling like, yeah, I'd want to share my past life regression or, yeah, I want to share my life between lives with the listeners, email me and let me know. And you can go to pastlivesandthedivine.com and you can um, subscribe to get on my email list so you can stay up to date with events, new things, new podcast episodes, And if you're at all interested, I recommend going to pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. Get on that email list because in 2022, I'll be rolling out a hypnosis training. And then at the end of this year and in the beginning of... Well, at the end of this year, I'll be opening up registration for a membership for 2022, where we, I'll have way more information about that in the future. But in this membership, we're going to meet on a regular basis. We're going to cover different topics. And it's really just kind of a deep dive, getting to know your soul, your intuition. I am really excited about it. And I can't wait to share more with you, which I will very, very soon. And if you get to the end of this episode and you were like, I need a, I need a session. I want more. You can go to pastlivesandthedivine.com. I have all the podcast episodes there. Plenty of free hypnotic journeys. You can go to the shop on my website and get some hypnotic journeys that are a little uh, less podcasty and a little more um, just the journey a little bit longer journey. You can subscribe to get on the email list and you can schedule your own session no matter where you are in the world. I do online sessions, so that's all at pastlivesandthedivine.com. Okay, are you ready? Gather around the fire. Let's dive into this past life regression with Kelly Smith. Um, and outside. Okay.
1: And I'm in Iceland. Okay. What do you see? Um. So it's a long time ago. I'm a Viking. Hmm. But I'm a woman. But I'm in. I'm in power.
2: What kind of power? What do you do? Like um.
1: I'm like high up in the ranks, Mm. so I'm well respected and I give direction, I'm not the highest, but I'm high
2: up. What are you doing in this scene? Are you with people? Are you giving direction? Are you alone?
1: I'm on a ship. And I'm just, I'm just there on the ship and content looking um, at my home, which is Iceland.
2: Mm. Are there other people on the ship? Yeah, there's kind of around. Okay. Just doing their jobs.
1: What else are you aware of here? Uh, The whales that are there. Ooh, tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. I'm very connected to them. They tell me things. Really? And I relate deeply to them. And the people around me tease me sometimes. like in a loving way, but because I get guidance from them, but they're actually a little bit jealous, but, um, they tease me because I love them and
2: uh, they speak to me. What kind of things do they tell you? I'm not sure.
1: Okay but I know that when sometimes when they swim and they turn so I can see into their eyes, that they look into my eyes and I look into their eyes
2: mm.
1: and that we can we see each other like soul to soul mm. like they recognize me and I recognize them yeah. as like connected like as sort of like a part of them but not um, obviously like a human but uh, like they recognize me as as Kind of like one of that, so that's why they talk to me and uh, like guide me a little bit, but I don't know what exactly.
2: How do you feel when you catch their eye? When you make that eye contact and you're looking soul to soul. Oh, I love it! It's like um, it's like looking into
1: the eyes of like a dearest friend.
2: Hmm. Do you get? Does a name come to mind when you're thinking of your name in this life?
1: Or a letter? I don't know the name, but I think they call me, like, the whale princess or something like that. Mm. Like, um, it's like a nickname. Okay. But, and then I think the actual name, I'm not entirely sure. It starts with a K, but it's like a long, it's like a, an Icelandic name. Okay. Or something. But I, th- I think people just know me, like, by my nickname.
2: Okay. Do you know, do you get a feel for your age here, whether it's an age range or mm-hmm. does this... about the age I am now.
1: Okay. Like, um, maybe a little bit younger, like early 20s. Okay. But, a, but in that time, like early 20s is older because people don't live as long. Yep, okay. Um, but still, like, youthful, but like a young adult.
2: Okay. Anything else here? People respect
1: me because I'm wise, and because I see things differently, and there are not a lot of women in my, uh, women don't do what I do usually.
2: Mm, okay.
1: They're usually seen as less than. Okay.
2: Can you tell... Do you have a family? Are you partnered?
1: I might have a kid but no partner. Okay. But that child might also just be like a soul baby. It might not be like... But there's a kid in my life but I don't know the relationship. It might not be like my birth child. But I consider that kid like my family.
2: But other than that, I'm pretty solitary. Okay. So anything else here before we move on? Mm-hmm. Nope, I like it. It's okay. Nice life. Okay. So let's move to another significant scene in this life as this woman. So as I count to three, the details of this scene are going to fade away and the new details will slowly begin to trickle in, okay. one, two, and three, so just allowing the details of another scene of this woman's life, of your past life, as this woman who will call Kay And as these details begin to settle in, can you tell if you're inside or outside? I'm inside. Okay.
1: And then like, um, maybe like a castle or like a fortress kind of a thing. Mm. It's like, um, it's like the 1100s or the 1200s, so like one of kind of like, a. Kind of the old medieval like it's colds you know and like stone and
2: mm.
1: is this your home i don't live here but i come here to work because i work with the king or whoever is in charge um okay the man that's in charge when i come and give him guidance this is where i come to do it but i, li- I live in a different home
2: that's it's nice but and cozy but it's not the castle okay what are you doing right now in this
1: castle? I'm giving, I'm trying to give guidance. So I'm talking to the, the king, I guess, is the word I have for it, mm-hmm. the man in charge. Um, I'm giving him guidance about peace, like about um, like a war or a battle. And I'm trying to tell him to not That he doesn't need to do it. Mm -hmm. That true power comes from peace and from wisdom, not from uh, gore and pain and and crushing those other people. Okay.
2: Is it just you two?
1: No, there's another man and he does not... Uh, like me and he does not like my message mm. and he is uh, he's a bit younger but still older than me probably like thirties okay. he he believes that the way to power is um, through fear is it
2: just you three?
1: Yeah, and, like, some other, but the other people, but they're not, like, important. They're just
2: kind of, like, on the boat, they're okay. just doing their thing. They're, they're not important. So let's just pause this scene as if you were watching it on a screen. Mm-hmm. And just pay attention to the energy of these two men, mm-hmm. the king and the other man who prefers to rule with fear. Mm-hmm there energy whether it's what they look like or just a feeling you have in your body or maybe their energy is similar to anyone in your life today your life is kelly i'm not
1: sure about that yet okay i know that the man uh the man that does not like me and i don't like him he will be the, he will kill me. But mm. he, this is where, and I know that and I recognize that, uh, he's just not, he hasn't figured out how yet because I'm respected, so he can't just kill me, but the man that's in charge because I'm a woman, he's going to go He's gonna go with the man. Um, he hears what I say, mm-hmm. but it's still because of the time and who I am, it's still like a little... I'm a little bit less than. Okay. Um, But the, the other man's going to kill me because he doesn't like, he doesn't like how I even have a seat at the table, so. Um, okay. But he's, he ha- he's still figuring out how, but I, I know that that's what's going to happen, and I've accepted that.
2: Okay. So, anything else on this scene before we move on? Mm. I'm not afraid of the death. I've accepted it. Okay.
1: I I know that that's what he wants to do, and it makes me very suspicious of him, but I've accepted the fate. Okay. That's just how this life is going to end, and it's going to be short.
2: Okay. Can you tell uh, your age in this scene? Are you older or younger than Oh, it's all still about the same age. Yeah. My rise was pretty quick.
1: Well, it started when I was younger, and people saw that I was different. But like I'll, the scene before, and, and when I, it'll all be within the, my 20s.
2: Okay. The important stuff. All right, so moving on to another significant event in this life as the whale princess. So, on the count of three, letting the details of another scene begin to settle in one, two, and three.
1: Uh, I'm in my home now, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to a man. And I think he's just kind of like, uh, I think he's like my lover, not like my partner. Okay, but we're close. But I'm I'm not really interested in like, I I don't need I'm not gonna have partnership in this life, and that's fine. But he and I are close.
2: Is his energy familiar at all? Familiar to anybody in your life um, as Kelly 2019?
1: His energy is, uh, I haven't met this person yet in my life. Mm. In this life. Okay. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not here. At first, I think my husband, but that's
2: not true. And okay. They're not here yet. Okay. So do you two live together in this house?
1: No, I think the kid is his and then, um, so I love the kid because I love this person but not like in a more in a deep friendship love. And so I love the kid but they just come over and visit and, you know, like
2: kind of a weird blended family in the early, well, 1100s or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else in this scene? Anything else that sticks out to you? Uh, This person is
1: trying to warn me of the danger from the... He... He does not... He does not want me to die, and he knows that if knows that if i keep doing what i'm doing that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. but i'm telling him that um he just has to accept it okay we both know that's where this is going and he's sad about it yeah it makes me sad now because um because he's sad yeah and i love him that's what makes me sad and he's trying to tell me that is what's going to happen and we both know that that's what's going to happen so he doesn't have to like warn me but like my purpose is like and my message is greater than that and like this life is just like a it's just like a short life yeah yeah but we're really good friends so that makes him sad and then i feel sad because he's sad yeah and i don't like seeing him sad
2: and sometimes as humans when we know there's a bigger picture it's easy to Kind of glaze over those emotions mm-hmm. and so it's cool in a experience like this you're able to kind of let those emotions out a little bit because even though it's his sadness it does create sadness when people we love and care about feel sad because of us yeah anything else here no that's it okay So again, moving to another scene, allowing the details of this one to just kind of wash away and slowly dissolve and then slowly letting the details of another scene in this life, a significant scene in this life, slowly letting those details come in on the count of three, one, two and three, becoming clearer and clearer. So I'm back on my boat.
1: Okay. But this is where I die. Okay. Is that why you're on the boat? I'm on the um I'm on the boat because we are fighting on the boat, so we're going we're doing the battle that the other man wanted. Oh, okay. He is uh, so he's there and we're fighting and I follow orders. So we fight, but I try to fight in a like a compassionate way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, but but then the uh, the man just he's uh, just comes up and stabs me in the uh, chest mm. like several times. So it just I just look like a casualty of uh, the battle. Mm-hmm. But it was him, and then um, and then he tosses me over. Okay, yeah. But that's what he came up with. Is that then when we fight, if I die in the. If I die in the battle, you know, then people won't just, then he'll just, as just a casualty of, of the, I don't think it's a, whatever it is, the war or whatever. Okay. People die in war, so that's his way. He's sneaky, so that's his way of uh, staying close
2: and empowered, by getting rid of me. So knowing that you don't have to be in that body feeling the stabbing, you can, if you feel called to, but moving to that time when the soul begins to leave the body, are you mm-hmm. dead before he throws you over? Um, no. No,
1: but my whales come and get me. Like, like, he stabs me, and then I, uh... Um... Like, in the front, between the ribs on the left, like, right in the front of the chest.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then tosses me over real quick before anyone really notices. Mm-hmm. And then I, I fall in the water and like I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to die I know that that's what's happening. So but my whale friends are there and they come and they take my uh, they meet me to comfort me and then take my soul.
2: So as your soul is leaving the body, zooming in on that moment in time, are you aware of any kind of like the essence or the actual thoughts of how you're feeling um, maybe it's towards life maybe it's towards that guy but what are the thoughts as you're leaving your body I'm just really grateful that my
1: friends that they were with me okay I think that's really sweet and touching okay like, my whale friends, not like, mm-hmm. my, I knew he, I, you know, I knew that man was trouble and that was what was going to happen, but I'm grateful for the, um, the
2: guidance of my animal friends while I'm dying. Yeah. It's like, sweet. Yeah, the guidance and the comfort. Do you know what kind of whales these were? Yeah, they're like um humpback whales. Okay. Like, big ones. God. So as can you as your soul is leaving the body and you're seeing this scene, whether you're seeing it from kind of the first person point of view or you're almost like floating above and watching it. Do you get a sense for maybe like what the whales are feeling or thinking anything in particular? I know they love and care for you. Yeah,
1: they um,
2: they know what's happening and they know uh.
1: They know more than I know. So they're there to um, to just take my spirit and to uh, guide it in the right direction. Oh. But they, they know what's happening because their people die too. Okay. And they recognize me as one of them, so they're, they're just going to do that same thing that they do for their people.
2: Oh, okay. Anything else here? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. So before we move on from this scene, do you carry any physical or emotional or mental residues in your body today as Kelly? From this past life? When I get, uh,
1: when people like that man around me and I can feel them and I know that they have bad intentions for me, I get tightness in my chest. Okay. It's because I fear and I try to protect that they're going to, I don't fear they're going to stab me in the back because these kind of people stab you in the front mm-hmm. and look you in the eye while they do it. They're not good people. So I, I get that. Chest tightness, and it gives me a lot of anxiety because,
2: yeah, I'm trying to not get stabbed. So it's always good to protect ourselves and to be aware, and anxiety and stress and tightness in our chest aren't necessarily, we don't need those things in order to be aware and protect ourselves as needed. And sometimes those things can actually compound the stress of the situation. Mm -hmm. So can you feel the tightness in your chest right now? Yes. So what what would help you, and there's no wrong answer, the right answer will come to you, but what would help you get that out of your body, out of your soul, spirit? So maybe it's, maybe you're going to breathe it out. Maybe you're going to envision someone taking it from you. Maybe you're going to take it off like a shirt. Maybe you're going to take a vacuum and suck it out. Yeah, I'm not,
1: I'm not sure the word that I get in my head is honey, and that doesn't make sense, but I'm not going to discount it, but I just don't know what that means. Ooh,
2: honey. So honey, it's like warm and sweet. Yeah, I don't like honey. You don't like honey? I don't
1: like the taste of honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm not just counting it,
2: it is, so I don't know what that means. Um, but does it feel good to even to think of like honey being poured on that part of yeah, your yeah, I, I think, think it's just, so it's supposed to melt away. Yeah, there you go. See, you know. Yeah. So what I want you to do is just use your entire mental visualization capacity to like melt that feeling out of your chest. So maybe that helps to like, maybe there's an additional visual you use with it. Maybe you breathe with it. Maybe you make a noise, whatever you're going to do, but imagine it melting out, take your time, do not feel rushed just relax into it and let it slowly dissolve let's just take like a couple minutes to do that and let me know when it's gone Take that energy, maybe you can picture that energy, maybe it looks like kind of like a ball of tar outside of you. Maybe it's kind of just like dust floating around. But What I want you to do is think of like the sun's rays being so strong and like blasting that blob or that dust or that murkiness that was inside you and like blast it like a laser beam, changing the frequency of that energy to a more supportive, loving, nurturing frequency of energy. So you've removed it and transmuted it. So it's out of your body and into the world as more of a positive force. Do you see that happening? Yes. Okay, just let me know when it's done. It's done. Okay. So, if you were to think of the opposite feeling when you're feeling like that tightness or anxiety and you used to have that feeling in your chest and it's now been released, what would be the opposite of that or what would you want in your chest instead? Do you want confidence, strength, focus, clarity? What do you want instead to go into that space and fill that space that once housed that tightness and anxiety? Compassion. Good. So what is compassion, maybe, what would it look like or feel like in your chest? Mm, it does
1: feel like, kind of like that, like that warm honey, when like yeah. you pour it and it like spreads and it's like the perfect warm, but it's like, you know, kind of thick, it like
2: coats it, not in a heavy, thick way, just like, yeah, just like in a really supportive, warm, yeah. relaxing way. Yeah. So imagine that being kind of like poured and melted into you, into the spaces that used to house that anxiety that's been released and transmuted. Just allow it to melt into you. Let me know when it's fully integrated, fully just fused with your body. Any other emotional, spiritual, emotional, physical residues from that life? Anything else?
1: I still sometimes get like a sharp, like, it's like I can still not feel the dagger and like a, like it hurts way. It's almost like I can feel like the uh, obstruction on the left side of my chest to the, like, to my back shoulder blade and it just causes like discomfort yeah it's like because i want to remember that that happened and i need to look out for those people does that
2: make sense yeah yeah, yeah. so is that something you want to keep or do you just want to keep the memory and the awareness and release that physical stuff so i think it's important
1: that i keep the memory so i can look out and be safe yeah but i think that i need to not hold on to it so hard
2: yeah. So what would help you do that? Are you looking to remove it or just kind of dull it? Yeah, I think, like, if I can just remove it and pull it out and then uh, fill up the hole, like, let it let the hole heal. Yeah. Go. Yeah, so how do you want to get that out? I don't know, I'm just going to pull it out. Yeah, pull it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and let me know when you got it out. Yeah, it's out. All- so now, in your mind's eye, I want you to take that dagger and I want you to throw it as hard as you can and see that dagger fly through space and land on the sun. And as it lands on the sun, it almost creates like a sunburst, almost like fireworks. It's being transmuted to a more loving frequency. Let me know when you see that being done yeah it's done it's good good and what do you want to f- fill that space with mm-hmm. i just want it to heal up and be whole like okay let's like, just take... like, with my normal body okay so let's just take a few breaths and just see it heal and just come together and just be whole and healthy all healed up. Anything else from this life that wants to be released or healed? Nope, it was a good life. Okay. It was a happy one. Good. Okay, so moving away from this past life, these scenes, these people, these whales, and just send love and gratitude to your past life self and to everyone that you came into contact with. Every being in that life, sending them love and gratitude for the work they did and for showing you again so you can learn from it and heal it. So sending them love and gratitude as you move away from that scene and move into a space where you're surrounded by that universal light. Surrounded by that universal light. It can be any shade of color that you want. Just having this be a safe spiritual space where you can get guidance from your higher self, your angels, your guides, and just relaxing into this space. And as you move and just kind of get comfortable in this space, putting out the question, the reasons why you were shown this life, this life as this whale princess, why were you shown that today?
1: Um, I was shown it because, uh, for a few reasons. One, to uh, tell me what the deal with the whales mm. was, which I know, I know what that, yeah. I love them, but now I know why. Okay. Because they're my buds. And, um, oh, it also, it just, it, it just explains a lot of, like, what I like in this life and how a lot of the places that I go or I feel drawn to go mm-hmm. um, is actually me just returning to my home. Yeah. And that I was very wise in my
2: mother life. And that's uh, just... That's nice. Yeah. It's always a strength that comes with wisdom. And sometimes when we actually have that wisdom in our current life, we doubt it or we don't think it's a big deal. And so we don't necessarily leverage it for that strength or confidence in this life. And so feeling it, we're able to just resonate with it more and sense it more and seeing it from the past life view. Now you're able to, any wisdom that you have that you're maybe doubting, just yeah. leverage it to get more strength and confidence.
1: Yeah, she's the, wa- the warrior part
2: maybe. Oh, but
1: like, but not like a mean, like a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly means warrior. The name. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Both
2: K's. Yeah. My mom picked it. She knew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is really cool. Anything else in terms of reasoning for seeing that past life? No, nope, that was it. Okay. Who is giving you this guidance? If you think of who's kind of. Um, Teeing up this past life to look at, to give you, just helping you see the reasons, connections between that past life and your current life. Is that your higher self or your spirit guides?
1: Yeah, it was, it was the it was, well, me, the woman, it was Kay. Oh, okay. Kay just said, hey, she's quite assertive, so she wanted to be up first. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Does Kay have any other messages for you? No, she says just keep going. You're doing fine. Good. Good. Everything's the path. Yeah. So, in this spiritual space, asking for guidance and insights, I'm asking Kelly's guides who is the guide or entity or enlightened being who talks to her and does that guide want to come forward and share a name or share anything about themselves that would help kelly even more in this life yeah so the
1: guidance and everything that's mostly the truth like the true self it's me but like the um the core of me the true good core of me so like in the russian nesting dolls it's the original not any of the um, copies Mm. um that's usually how i see it um yeah but Haley sometimes just talk she's just like the what she just talks is
2: she a guy Kind, kind of i don't
1: I think she's important, but I don't think she's, like, the guide. I think she's just, like, um... It's like a helper? Kind of, yeah, like a, like an interpreter. Oh, okay. She Well, she just has the words. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know about the guides yet. I think they're hiding a little bit. Yeah, and seeing our guides can be so eclipsing to other things because their energy is so powerful. So yeah. sometimes they kind of, like, hang out on the wings just to just to let you learn other things, remember other things more clearly, and let lessons settle in a little deeper before they come in. That's, sometimes that's what they do too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a question for your higher self, your guides. I'm asking, as Kelly had mentioned, that sometimes she feels like maybe there's like a piece of the puzzle missing or something that needs to be achieved in this life or like there's something you're maybe not aware of and if they have the answer to that that is great and if they don't even to um, give an action item or a ritual or a practice or even a next step to take to figure that out or unravel that knot so things can become more clear so the piece
1: that's missing is
2: uh, my joy my joy piece mm.
1: so it's gone um and I keep trying to find them but I haven't found it yet but it's gone um this can you real. ask again about how I can find it because I would like
2: to know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what is a way? that Kelly can access more of that joy. As a human, it's our birthright to experience it. And it's actually, you know, earth school is very difficult and joy is one of the reasons why um, why we can get through it and with, you know, our mind intact. So what are some of the things that Kelly can do to access that joy? So maybe it's an activity or something that she already has done and she needs to do more of or do it again, or maybe it's something brand new.
1: So she needs to be herself more okay let others see her like be herself she needs to write more Um.
2: so in terms of being herself more what like what are some tangible everyday things that she could do Um, to be herself. So maybe it's eliminating certain thoughts or point of views. Yeah,
1: she just needs to let herself, her true self be seen instead of, like, the persona that she's uh, building because, um, like, that's to keep her safe. And sometimes people are afraid of uh, her and her power. Mm -hmm. And she knows that. So she hides it okay she makes herself a little bit more likable because sometimes people don't um not that they don't well they don't like it because they don't understand it but the power yeah it, it can make them
2: nervous yeah Uneasy. see yes okay so sometimes just bringing what's in the subconscious mind to the conscious mind will help release or ease or get rid of things. So I can see how in this life and maybe it's not related. So Kelly's guides let me know if I'm if we're going down the wrong path, but if being herself got her killed in a past life, it would make sense that kind of dimming her power or not showing it to some people would be the next logical step to keep her alive or happy. Is no, that related? No, it's, um, it's,
1: uh, she's lonely. Okay. So making herself agreeable oh. keeps people around.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: She hasn't found her tribe.
2: That's the problem. Okay. Okay. Is there anything she can do to find that tribe? Find a group of people? Seek
1: and search. This sort of thing that she's doing. Okay. Go find people that are interested in what she's interested in. And she has to look really hard.
2: Okay. Good. So anything else there with finding that joy, increasing that joy, experiencing it, holding it? Um, she's gonna
1: find it and she finds it through um connections with the people she's supposed to be with
2: okay okay
1: like with Mila and um like a few friends yeah. the the true the
2: true ones that's yeah. where it is it's in the good is there anything in any past life of Any vows, contracts, any injuries, anything like that that prevents her from finding her people, identifying her people, or connecting to her people that can help her kind of um, show more of her authentic, true self and access that joy?
1: She's just always so suspicious because... um have always
2: harmed her
1: or people that Mm. the people closest to her have done the most horrible things Mm. but they weren't true and she knew that but she she didn't always know that but so it's hard to uh Find who's true and close, and then who's just close and
2: harmful. Okay. So is that something, is that reoccurring in many of her past lives? Yeah. Okay. So putting that suggestion into your subconscious mind of being able to, almost like you're putting up an antenna on your shoulder, and being able to catch the vibration or the frequency of the people who are true and willing to be close and almost like an amplified little helper to help you not be as suspicious is there anything else that she can do
1: well yeah um, I mean she knows she knows when the people that she should be suspicious of she, she knows who they are right away so ah okay she, and she knows that and and she's getting better at it but okay yeah okay okay good so she's already on that path Yeah she knows but she hasn't found the true ones but she knows who to avoid she's just looking for the truth she needs the true ones now she has to go find them
2: yeah okay great so half that is almost done
1: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> she's or got not she's gotten burned enough now she has to go find the good ones yeah okay good all right, do any other, any other insights or guidance to help Kelly on her path of growth and experiencing more and more happiness in this life? Any other insights or messages for you right now? Um, yeah, so uh, the, this,
1: I don't know, this might not Um, the, the stomach thing, the Mm -hmm. stomach thing that she has an issue with, um, uh, it's from a time when she lived in India and she was a woman and it's not, they poured boiling water into her stomach, that's not the point, um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I think that, I think that you, Gina can help with that. Oh, okay. And it's a, it's a, it's a recurring issue. Here, the, the stomach pain is a reoccurring issue here.
2: Okay, okay. Ooh, interesting.
1: But the detail, the details aren't important of the thing. It's the, of the, of the why. It was just, I was just... Uh, um,
2: is it something that you could do right now to release it? Yeah, I think it's something that you can do. Oh, 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 okay. So but tell me more about this sensation in your stomach. Oh,
1: um... It's just like I get sharp pain sometimes when like it hurts and I'm always having like a stomach issues, not like intestinal digestive like actual like the actual physical like stomach. And it's when they I don't I think it was just like bad people and I was like a very low caste in India and they just uh, wanted to torture me so they poured
2: boiling water down my throat and into my stomach and
1: Um So but okay. I
2: still feel that. So take your hand and place it on the space that you feel it the most in your life today. Here, okay. So I'm gonna place this right. So you can move your hand. I'm gonna place that right there. Does that feel okay? Um, yeah. Okay. So just relax. You don't have to feel anything or do anything. Just allowing that selenite is there to re- just to really cleanse and move energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting kyanite right below it, which kyanite severs cords. It's what Archangel Michael's sword is made out of. So releasing the cords that in the kind of hooks from that experience that are still in you. Mm-hmm. And so when you can feel that in your mind's eye, does it feel like a burn? Does it feel like bubbles? Does it feel like, what is that, a churning, a spasm? What does that feel like to you in your life today?
1: It's just like when I get, uh, like, the random sharp, like, st- like, like... So it's a sharp pain. Yeah, I mean, like, like, boi- like, like, like boiling water, like that sharp, like, ouch. Yeah. Um, if, like, if even if you dropped, like, boiling water
2: on, like, your hand, but, like, internal. So as those... The frequency of those stones are just kind of moving into that kind of the energetics not only physically in your body and the cells, but also all that space in those tiny cells where like the Reiki goes in and all of that, the vibration of that selenite, that cleansing, that moving of energy, and then the kyanite of cutting any hooks or cords of energetically of that experience that you're carrying with you and so besides that what would help with like a salve if you pictured it in your mind's eye like a salve that you could put on it or a cool pad or um
1: i don't know what this is the problem is is that it's like too like full like it's too like hot kind of almost like of acid like it's not even like a like a healing balm that i need it's like uh somehow there needs to be like less in there does
2: that oh you want to drain it out yes okay let's drain it out okay so in your mind's eye i want you to drain that out drain it out drain it out and i'm going to play the crystal bowl and so what that does is it just helps to bring balance into our energy field and kind of cleanse it up so if you just think of like something was covered in dust and you vibrated it and that dust just all kind of dissolved and fell off so i want you to just Think of a drain draining that burning stuff out. like a like a salve or something yeah you can it needs to cool it and heal it and
1: protect it while it heals
2: yeah so let's do that like envision that salve and you or someone caring and loving putting it on those blisters on that affected area and so just feel that feel that healing Feel that salve, and the healing part of that salve. Mending that wound. Good. So I'm going to add another stone here that is just like for luck, past life healing. Mm -hmm. Um, And just let it just relax there. Okay. Thank you. They knew you would know what to do. (laughs) Because
1: I didn't. That's what they said.
2: They told me, I don't
1: I, wouldn't no, have thought I said, to I said, I said told <laughs> Gina I said, Gina, show That's what
2: they said. <laughs> So are those your guides that are talking to you? When you say they said that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um my guides are my angels or like Yeah. They they're just like there's a lot of people that are around me. Yeah. I don't I don't think I think there's only maybe like a couple of like B guides, like capital T G. Yeah. But there's a lot of people around me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, just like angels and like yeah. helpers and like past family Like my mom's mom is there. I don't, I, I met her once, but she died when I was little. But like, like, like that's my tribe out there. So yeah. I have to find my one here. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Any other insights or messages from them? Mm-hmm. No, they think you're doing a great job. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank okay, you. Okay, well, the tribe says you're doing great. <laughs> great. <laughs> All right, are you ready to come back? Uh, sure. Okay,
0: so journeying back to the present moment. Just like- there it is. That is our episode, and I hope you enjoyed this session. As always, you can find more at pastlivesandthedivine.com. Huge, massive, big thank you to Kelly for letting us listen in on this session And thank you for being here and listening and getting weird with me. I really, really appreciate it. As always, take anything that helps you in this episode and just leave the rest.